Alhamdulillah hamdan katsiran tayyiban mubarakan fi kama yuhibbu rabbuna wa yardha Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh An-nasihul amin Allahumma salli ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa man tamassaka bi sunnatihi ila yawmiddin thumma amma ba'd Alhamdulillah ala ni'matil Islam wa sunnah All praise and thanks belong to Allah for guiding us to Islam and for guiding us to the sunnah We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because this is a tremendous bounty bila shak wabila raib This is a blessing that Allah Ta'ala He has bestowed on each and every one of us So it behooves us to show gratitude and thanks unto Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala for this blessing It is incumbent that we know and we understand and we study the fundamental principles of our religion and specifically those individuals who have a concern to follow the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and to be upon that in which the companions they were upon that it is incumbent that we adorn ourselves with those principles by way in which they practice their religion but rather live their lives in accordance to when we look at the deen of al-islam there are many indicators which points us to unity There are many things in the deen that points the Muslims as a whole to unity. When we reflect on the five daily prayers and the direction in which we pray in, this calls to unity. When we reflect on the fact that Hajj takes place at one time in one place, it brings the Muslims together, it gathers us. This points us to unity. When we reflect on the fact that Ramadan is one month, Ramadan is Ramadan, and during this one month, all of the Muslims worldwide, they are fasting, worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of this points us to unity. Unity and coming together, this is a principle from the religion. This is a principle from the religion. This is a principle from the principles of the sunnah and it is incumbent that those individuals who are striving to implement and to be upon the sunnah that they implement these principles and they implement this principle in particular and that they take it seriously and that they don't become individuals who undervalue this principle they don't become from those who look to separate at the slightest provocation but that they become individuals who are serious about coming together upon unity imam muhammad bin abdul wahhab rahimahullahu ta'ala in usul sitta he outlines this principle of unity the imam rahimahullahu ta'ala he says amara allah bil ijtima' fi ad-din that Allah he commands that we come together in the religion that we come together upon unity that we come together upon the truth wa naha 'anil tafarruq fihi 
and he prohibits us from separation therein. فَبَيَّنَ اللَّهُ هَذَا بَيَانًا شَافِيًا تَفْهَمُهُ الْعَوَّامِ And Allah Ta'ala, he has explained this, made this extremely clear unto us. So much so that it is understood by the general masses of the Muslims. These ayat and the meaning which points us to unity is that which is easily understood by everyone. وَاَتَصِمُوا بِحَمْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا Hold on all of you together to the rope of Allah and do not separate, do not divide, do not split. This is clear. Everyone understands that. Come together all of you collectively on the rope of Allah and do not separate. Everyone understands that. Those who have studied, those who have not studied, the scholars, the laymen, Everyone understands this verse. Ala kulli hal, the Imam goes on to say, وَنَّهَانَ أَن نَكُونَ كَالَّذِينَ تَفَرَّقُوا وَاخْتَلَفُوا قَبْلَنَا فَهَلَكُوا And Allah Ta'ala, He prohibits us from being like those who preceded us, those who they separated, they divided, and subsequently they were destroyed. وَذَكْرَ أَنَّهُ أَمْرَ الْمُسْلِمِينَ and Allah Ta'ala, he mentions in his noble book that he commanded us, that the Muslims, they are commanded to come together in their religion and they are prohibited from separating and from dividing. And that which increases this clarity is that which is narrated inside of the sunnah. It increases this clarity. The shaykh, he says, the imam, he mentions, he says, min ajib al-ujab, min ajib al-ujab, in a most astonishing way, in a most astonishing, amazing way, shows us that we are to be one, we are to be together, united upon the truth. al-amru illa al-iftiraq, في الأصول الدين ورفروعه هو العلم والفقه في الدين وصار الأمر بالاجتماع فيه في الدين لا يقوله إلا زنديق أو مجنون. Then the situation of the Muslims it deteriorated. The Imam he mentions he says and then it became that the affair of separating in the fundamental principles of the religion and also in the uh, subsidiary affairs of the religion individuals see this as knowledge see this as understanding inside of the religion so much so that the one who calls to gathering together upon the truth of having unity in the deen then they are looked at and it is said about them that they are a heretic and that they are insane they are crazy this is to the extent that we have come that individuals, they are, have such an appetite for separation that they want to paint it as if it is the norm. That people separate and this, this is a, a mercy, this is, shows the understanding, this shows that the, uh, the Muslims, they are advancing, so on and so forth. La. But rather this is the opposite because separation in the religion, then it is not a mercy, but rather it is a punishment. 
So therefore, when we look, we realize that from the greatest principles of the religion is from the greatest principles, fundamental principles of the religion, then it is joining together and coming together, having unity upon the truth, having unity upon the truth. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he mentions, Allah ta'ala, he says, وَاَتَصِمُوا بِحَمْلِ اللَّهِ جَمِيعًا وَلَا تَفَرَّقُوا And join all of you together upon the rope of Allah and do not separate. When we look at this verse, this verse has a number of aspects and elements to it which point to unity. Allah Azza wa Jal, He commands us to hold firm all of us. All of you, hold firm. This is an address to each and every individual and is requiring from us that we do one collective thing. That within itself is indicative of unity. It calls to unity. It necessitates and it requires unity. And then Allah Ta'ala, He commands us to hold on to one thing. That we all of us collectively, we come together and we hold on to one thing. The rope of Allah. By holding on to one thing, this points us to unity. And then Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, Jami'an. All of you all together. Hold on to that one thing collectively, all of you together, collectively. This bila shak wa bila raib, undoubtedly, this points also to what? To unity. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Wala tafarraqu, and do not separate. Do not separate. Allah ta'ala, he prohibits us from separating. If you implement this, and you abide by this, and you do not separate, then this means it is because you have unified. So this verse is clear. It points us that we have to be unified inside of the deen. We have to be unified upon the truth. We have to come together collectively upon the truth and be unified upon the truth and base our unity upon such. And this is the only way that unity will be able to be established is that it has to be established upon the truth because there are no other underlying unifying factors that exist amongst us. Naam? Would it be possible for us to unify based upon the hue of our skin? No, of course not, because the Muslims, they run the full spectrum from the white, from the black, the brown, the yellow, the red, so on and so forth. Naam? So this can't be it. Because we will be incapable of unifying upon such because that within itself is divisive. Would it be due to our place of origin? This can't be it because we all come from different places. The Muslims, they are worldwide, various lands, various countries, various regions. So this can't be it. And such a call of this nationalistic manner is itself divisive so that can't be it could it be based upon our languages that we make a call of unity based upon language that can't be it because just like we are in different regions every region has its language and so on and so forth thus there is an example of the languages that are spoken amongst the muslims the languages of the world so it's a call that is based upon a language then this can't be it 
because that within itself will be divisive. Could it be along political lines? Of course not. That is divisive. So how can we come together? Based upon what? Based upon the truth. Based upon the book. Based upon the sunnah. Based upon that which the salaf, they were upon. This is the only thing that will bring about unity. That's it. That we are upon what they were upon. Because they were unified. You find that the Muslims who came after them, then the disunity came. So if we want to be successful, then we have to look at those who achieve success. If we want to be unified, we have to look at those who achieve unity. Unity was achieved in the time of the Prophet ﷺ. Unity was achieved in those first generations before the differing started to come. And the differing came when people moved away from the heaven of Allah, when people moved away from the sunnah, when people moved away from the understanding of the Prophet ﷺ, from the understanding of the Sahaba anhum. This is when the disunity arose. This is when the disunity started to cripple the Muslims. When people started to move away from the truth. So that which is in hallmark, that which is a hallmark of the truth is unity. And that which is a hallmark or an identifying characteristic of falsehood, that it is separation, it is disunity. Because disunity comes when falsehood comes. And unity comes when the truth comes. When the truth comes and it is applied, then this equates to unity. So where you see disunity, it is due to there being a deficiency in applying the truth. With that being said, أَخْرَجَ الْأَجُورِ فِي الشَّرِيعَةِ فِي أُصُولِ الْإِعْتِقَادِ عن عبد الله بن مسعود رضي الله تعالى عنه أنه قال عليكم جميعا بالطاعة والجماعة He said it is upon you all of you collectively binding upon you to obey obey the Muslim authorities obey the Muslim ruler نعم and to stick to the body of Muslims, to stick to the jama'ah, to stick to the, the, the truth. Because as we know, that the jama'ah is what coincides with the truth, even if you are alone by yourself. So we have to stick to the truth. That is the jama'ah. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu he goes on to say فَإِنَّهَا حَبْلُ اللَّهِ الَّذِي أَمَرَ بِهِ he said because this is the rope of Allah in which he commanded with that we listen and we obey the Muslim rulers نعم because to revolt against the Muslim rulers and this would lead to disunity and that can be seen I mean we can look through the world and we can look and see what were the ramifications and the evil outcomes of the revolutions, the revolts, نعم, the uprisings, and they all led to disunity. 
parties, factions, so on and so forth, vying for power, splitting the nation, destabilizing its security, destroying its economy, so on and so forth. Now, this is the result of disunity. This is the result of disobeying the ruler. This is the result of revolutions, uprisings, upheavals. It results in calamity on every level. Calamity on every level. Alakulli hal. Akhraj a Muslim fi sahihi. It comes in the authentic collection of Imam Muslim, rahimahullahu ta'ala, an Abi Huraira, radiyallahu ta'ala, anhu. And then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam thought that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, inna allaha yarda lakum thalatha, that Allah ta'ala, he is pleased for you thalathan, three things. Wa yakra lakum thalathan, and that he is displeased for you, that he hates for you three things. Naam? Now I want you to reflect on this because a person will say, well, what, 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 yani, the virtue of unity, where is it? Show me. What are some of the virtues of unity? Naam? Any person who hears that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with certain things, now your ears should be open, yani. You should be fully attentive. Now you want, to, you, you, you should want to know. What are those things in which Allah Ta'ala he is pleased with? Why? So that we may adorn ourselves with them. And those things that Allah Ta'ala he is pleased with, then these within within themselves are things of virtue. These are virtuous things. These things have a superiority. These things have an extreme virtue. These things have an extreme value. So therefore, no one in their right mind will underestimate them, will, uh, will uh, undervalue them, so on and so forth. No one in their right mind would do this. No. But they would realize that these things are valuable. Allah Ta'ala, He loves them. And those things in which Allah Ta'ala, he hates, then an individual will know that these things, then they are despicable. These things, they are heinous. So therefore, we are to stay away from them because Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala, he hates them. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he goes on to explain, he says, لكم. So Allah Ta'ala, he is pleased for you. Allah Ta'ala, he is pleased for you. And that you worship him alone and you do not associate anything with him as a partner in worship. That Tawheed is established. Naam. So the very first thing that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with is what? The establishment of a Tawheed that Allah Ta'ala is worshipped and that nothing is associated as a partner with him in that worship. That is that Tawheed is established and that Shirk is avoided. You see? What is the second thing that is mentioned? The Rabbi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, And to hold on, all of you, to the rope of Allah, جميعاً, that you all hold on to the rope of Allah, and you do not separate, you do not divide. So the second thing that was mentioned of the three is that we hold on to the rope of Allah all of us together and that we do not divide, we do not separate, we do not split. Naam? That we come together, we do not separate, we do not split, we do not divide. Naam? To, to the end of the hadith, the shahid, the shahid here 
is that Allah Ta'ala, He is pleased that we are unified. But that we are unified upon what? We are unified upon the truth. Upon the habl of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Upon the truth. Upon the kitab. Upon the sunnah. As understood by the salaf of this ummah. So anybody who truly claims that this is their way, then as a result, you should see the fruits of the application of that methodology. And that is what? Unity. It is incumbent that, and may Allah Ta'ala reward the organizers of these lectures and of this series and of this conference. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward them tremendously. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward all of the participants. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reward all of the uh, all of those who have tuned in, all of the viewers, all of those who are listening to the lectures and striving to benefit. Because we have to learn what is the sunnah. We have to learn what is a salafiyah. Because it's easy for a person to say sunni salafi. That's easy, right? Anyone who knows how to form the words can say it. They can articulate that. But this is not the issue. Just to say the words and to put forth a claim. Naam, like the poet, he said, Kullu yadda'i wasalli layla that everyone claims to have a connection to Layla, but Layla does not agree with them in that. Anyone can make a claim. Claims don't make it true. Claims don't make it real. And from the manner and from the ways in which we are able to see whether the claim is true or the claim is false is that what? Is that it has aspects, it has things that are associated with it that will illustrate its validity or lack thereof. Right? So, for example, if I were to come to you and to tell you and, and, and to say unto you and to make the claim that I am a medical doctor, then you will look for those signs, for those characteristics that are indicative of a medical doctor. If you saw those signs from the knowledge, right, from the expertise, so on and so forth, from the schooling that is required and connected to this, so on and so forth. Then you will say, okay, this is a medical doctor. But if you looked upon me, and as opposed to seeing the characteristics that are indicative of a medical doctor, but rather you saw the characteristics that are indicative of an IT professional, for example, then you will come back and you say, well, no, you're not a medical doctor, but rather your characteristics are that which coincide with an IT professional. You're not a medical doctor. So then the claim will be false. Because why? Because the identifiable characteristics that are linked to the claim are, are not present. So therefore the claim is nothing, is, is false. So likewise, being upon the sunnah, there are characteristics. Ahlul sunnah has characteristics. Naam. And that's why the ulama of the past, they would write books and they would outline and they would highlight the signs and characteristics of the people of the sunnah. Now, so that we know what we need to do to be upon the sunnah. So we adorn ourselves with these characteristics. And they will outline the alamat ahl bid'ah, the characteristics of the people of innovation. 
the identifiable factors and characteristics of the people of innovation so that what so that we know what to avoid what to stay away from so that we do not adorn ourselves with those evil and despicable characteristics the point is is that these things were not put forward just in bad English shape just for FYI just so you know no they were put forward so that we know what characteristics to adorn ourselves with and what characteristics to what to avoid so that we will be able to uh, use this metric and, and thus identify the people of the sunnah so that we know who to draw near unto and likewise that we use the same metric so that we're able to identify the people of innovation so that we what so that we know who to avoid who to stay away from do, do you understand but unfortunately we are living in a time where the only thing that is needed is the claim and not just a claim but as opposed to an individual adorning themselves with the belief of Ahlul Sunnah with the methodology of Ahlul Sunnah being upon that which the Prophet Sallallahu and the campaigns were upon being upon the Quran and the Sunnah on and based on the understanding of the Salaf of this Ummah instead of that being the case and an individual believing correctly and having a proper methodology and so on and so forth unfortunately we live in a time where it is just enough for a person to associate themselves with those who claim to be the authoritative body in who is who and who is not. As long as you associate it with these individuals, you are a person of the same. So what master do you attend? Okay, then you're fine now. Subhanallah, yeah, subhanallah. Even despite what an individual may believe. What callers do you listen to? These ones. That's it? Yeah, subhanallah. Even though you may differ with them in your aqidah, in your minhaj. You don't have the characteristics that are indicative of an individual of the sunnah, but yet you're a person of the sunnah. If you ask basic questions about the aqidah, you don't know. But yet you're a person of the sunnah. You don't believe correctly in, 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 in qadr. But yet you're a person of the sunnah. You don't believe correctly in the asma' wa sifat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But yet you're a person of the sunnah based upon what? Because you're with this one and that one and not, and not with that one. Now, of course, we're not speaking about being with individuals who are upon falsehood. We're not talking about that. We're not saying that if, if an individual is with the tablighi and they're and they and they uh, this is their association and this is who they're with and this is who they associate with and befriend and 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 and, and to the end of it that we're saying oh no they're not necessarily a tablighi no it's tablighi he's with the tablighi he goes out khuruj with tablighi so on and so forth and this is what he claims he's tablighi I mean khalas we're not speaking about that we're talking about individuals who may have they they their is correct we're talking about individuals who their methodology is correct. But they may not necessarily go to this particular masjid. No, they go to another masjid on the Sunnah. But because they don't go to this particular one, then they said about them, I don't know, you guys are Hezbi. Based on what? People being disunified for no reason, this is indicative of what? 
truth is not being applied. But that is not called. No, no, because they're with so and so. They're with noble such and such. So on and so forth. The point is, is that we have to adorn ourselves with the characteristics of Ahl Sunnah. It's not enough that we just say Ahl Sunnah. We have to adorn ourselves with the characteristics of Salafiyyah, with a Salafi. We can't just say, and a Salafi, that's it. No, but a Salafi has characteristics. A Salafi believes in a certain way. And if a person comes, they say they're Salafi, but then they tell you that it's okay to revolt against the ruler, is that person Salafi? No, they are not. That person's Khariji, not Salafi. Huh? So the label is not correct. If a person comes and they say that they're Salafi, but yet they, they, they don't believe in the, in, in the Qadr, is that person Salafi? No, that person's not Salafi. Do you understand? We have to adorn ourselves with what it is. And the only way that we will be able to do that is by what? By learning about Salafiyyah. Not by talking about Salafiyyah, but by learning about Salafiyyah. By learning what is the Sunnah. That's how we'll be able to adorn ourselves with the belief, with the methodology. And thus, when applied, you will see the characteristics of the people of the Sunnah. It is not due to a claim, it's not due to just talking about so on and so forth. Because what good is talking about and then you know nothing about? I, I want you to, and I'm going to say that again. What good is speaking about something in which you have no knowledge of? How can you believe in something that you are ignorant of? How can you establish something and you are ignorant of it? How can you truly be a Salafi and you have no idea what Salafi is? How could you truly be from Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah and you have no idea what the Sunnah is? Do you understand? Inshallah. The problems that occur, we see these problems occurring because of individuals differing and Lack and they and they do not apply the lack of application of those things in which Allah Taala He loves and He is pleased with. The jama'ah bila shak wa bila raib. It is a mercy. Unity is a mercy, and I mean unity upon the truth. I'm not saying unity just for the sake of unity. No, because as aforementioned, that will never equate. That will never lead to, that will never result in true unity. It would never. The only thing that will result in true and actual unity is being unified upon the truth. Being unified upon the truth. And Nu'man bin Bashir, radiallahu ta'ala anhuma qal, qal Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, Al-Jama'ah rahmah, wal-furqatu adhab. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said that unity is, 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 is mercy and that separation is punishment. Naam, akhrajuhu Abdullah bin Ahmad fi zawaid al-Musnad wa ibn Abi Asim fi sunnah bi-isnad hasan. This hadith has a, a good chain, has a good chain collected by Abdullah bin Ahmad rahimahumullahu ta'ala uh, in the Zawaid of the Musnad and also by Ibn Abi Asim in his book entitled As-Sunnah. 
with a good chain. With the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he categorized, classified unity as mercy and separation as punishment. So these individuals who they come now when they say al-ikhtilaf rahmah that differing is mercy, no. This contradicts the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he categorized ikhtilaf furqa as what? Adab. It's punishment. It's not mercy. It's punishment. al-haq, al-jama'ah, coming together upon the truth. The jama'ah, this is mercy. This is what is rahmah. Having unity, this is what is rahmah. Ala kulli hal, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He commands us to come together upon the truth. And He prohibits us from separating. Because in separation, there are destructive elements. The ramifications of separation, they're very destructive. There's no upside to them. Not, not at all. There's no upside to them. There's no benefit in separating, in dividing. It only hurts us. It's only to our detriment. Naam? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in His noble book, And do not be like those who have separated and those who have split, they have divided after what? After clear guidance had come to them. They separated and they divided after clear guidance had come to them. There is no upside in separation. The Prophet sallallahu wasallam in the hadith al-iftiraq, he described to us what is the end result of separating from the book and the sunnah. What is the end result from separating from that which the Prophet sallallahu and the sahaba they were upon. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he said, وَسَتَرِكُوا the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said that my Ummah, my Ummah, the Muslims, they will split, they will break, and they will divide into 73 different sects. All of them. Kulluhum. All of them. All of these sects, all of them, all these individuals, Kulluhak, all of these firaq, finnaw, they will be in the fire. Except for what? Except for one. So the Sahaba, they asked, and which is that one? It was said, which one is the one that was, that's, that's, that's going to be saved? So the Prophet wasallam, in one narration, he said, that which I and my companions are upon today. In another narration, he said, Al-Jama'ah, Al-Jama'ah. Imam Al-Albani, rahimahullahu ta'ala, he says that the uh, aforementioned uh, answer from the Prophet wasallam, the aforementioned narration, it explains the latter. Meaning that what? The latter was Al-Jama'ah. What is the jama'ah? Ma ana alayhi ashabi. What I and my companions are upon today. That's the jama'ah. That's what is safe. That's from the beautiful, outstanding fruits and benefits of unity. Is that is a protection from the fire. When we unify upon the truth. Whereas separating from the truth, because those fiddle who separated, they separated due to the fact that they are not upon. That which the Prophet and the campaigns were upon. They do not believe like the Prophet and the campaigns in every single affair. They do not have the methodology in every single affair that is the same as the methodology of the Prophet 
and the Sahaba. So this is why they have fallen into what they have fallen into and are threatened now with going to the fire. Why? Because they don't believe 100% the same as the Prophet Sallallahu They agree. They agree in the origin. They agree in the foundations, but 100%. But 100%, what I mean is that they're Muslims. This is what I mean by the foundation. Not that they don't disagree in, in affairs of fundamental matters. No, they disagree in the aqidah. They disagree with the affairs of aqidah. They don't believe correctly in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, in any event, they have differed with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. They're Muslim. Now, they, found, they, have the found, they have enough to be a Muslim. But because they have disagreed with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and then what the Sahaba were upon, they are threatened to go to hell. This is from the evil ramifications and repercussions of disunity. Separating from the truth, from the evil fruits that it bears, is that an individual now is threatened, is threatened with going to the hellfire. Going to the hellfire due to the bid'ah, due to the innovation. So how in the world is the rahmah? Allah Ta'ala, he tells us, do not separate and do not divide like those, yani, do not separate, do not be like those who are separated and divide after clear guidance that come to them. The Prophet he has come to us, he has laid out for us what is the sunnah, he has showed us exactly what to do and how to do it. The sahaba, they were upon, they implemented the teachings of the Prophet Sallallahu correctly. Allah Ta'ala, says, radiyallahu anhum wa an. Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with him. The Prophet Sallallahu he said that they are khayrun nas. As when the Prophet Sallallahu he was asked, who is the best of mankind? He said, khayrun nas qarni, thumma ladina yalunahum, thumma ladina yalunahum. The best of mankind is my generation. Then those who follow them, then those who follow them. So, the fact that the Sahaba implemented the Kitab and the Sunnah correctly is not up for debate. They implemented it correctly. It's clear. Allah Ta'ala, he says, He's pleased with them, they are pleased with, with, with him. Allah Ta'ala, he tells us to follow them, to follow Sahaba. Ma'am? So the guidance is clear. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, وَقَدْ the Prophet Sallallahu said, Verily, I've left you upon that which is clear. It's night, is like it's day. That's how clear it is. So, bayinat have come to us. The, the guidance has come to us. The clarity has come to us. And Allah Ta'ala is telling us, with that clarity, with, 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 with those bayinat, with the bayinat, do not be like those who have separated and divided after they knew what the truth was. So we have to do what? We have to cling and stick and hold on to the sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah Ta'ala, he says, إِنَّ الَّذِينَ فَرَّقُوا دِينَهُمْ وَكَانُوا شِيعًا لَسْتَ مِنْهُمْ فِي الشَّيْءٍ Allah Ta'ala, he says to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, really those who have separated in their religion, those who have separated, they have split, they have divided inside of their religion, then you, O Muhammad, you have nothing to do with them. Subhanallah. We're talking about the deep, the, the evil of differing. The evil of differing. You please explain to me what thing is evil like that? That the Prophet, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
is telling the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that you, O Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam have nothing to do with those individuals who have split and they have divided and separated inside of their religion. So any call that is a call that calls to the blame worthy disunity is not a call of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It's not a call that is complying with the sunnah of Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And it's not a call that is compliant with the fundamental principles of the da'wah as Salafiyya. It is not from Salafiyya. Is that clear? The thought of having the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam disassociate himself from us is that which should terrify us. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said, Al-mar'u ma'a man ahab that a man will be with the person he loves. We claim to love the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and then we don't follow the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam so therefore then what? We are cut off, we are hindered, prevented from being with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Is there an evil that matches this? Is there an evil such as this that is worth it? Based upon what? When you separate based on, when you separate yani, for falsehood, when you separate because you don't want to implement and comply to what is the truth, then this separation is blameworthy. When you separate because you do not apply the principles of Islam, this is blameworthy. The only separation that is praiseworthy is a separation that is due to and because of the truth. A person is calling you to be upon falsehood, you say, no, 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 no. No, 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 Calling you to be upon bid'ah, no, no, no. We don't want anything to do with that. We, 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 we move away from that, okay? As it comes in the description of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Muhammad Farqun Bainan Nas Muhammad Farraqa Bainan Nas That Muhammad he is the identifying distinguishing factor between the people In another narration Muhammad he separates the people Meaning based upon the truth Those who follow him Then these are the individuals who are upon the truth Those who are obstinate and they disbelieve in him They don't want to follow him Then these individuals then they are the people of falsehood These are the people who are not upon the truth so that separation is blameworthy. Those who are upon the truth separated from those who are upon falsehood. Okay. So now please explain this to me. That a person, they will come and they will say, we're not saying this individual is not Sunni. Let me be more clearer. We're not saying this individual is not Salafi. But at the same time, we're telling you to separate, split, and divide. <laughs> Based on what now? It can't be based upon the truth because if you are acknowledging, oh yes, they're Salafi, that means that they are upon that which the Prophet and the campaigns were upon, and this is that which should bring us all together. But even with that, you're saying, but still at the same time, separate from them, have disunity, treat them as if they're people who are not upon Sunnah, treat them like Ahlul Bid'ah, so on and so forth, but they're still Salafi. Then what is this about? Something else is obviously clearly going on. This is not from Salafi yet. This is not from the Sunnah. So, an important part of knowing what Salafiyyah is, is knowing what Salafiyyah is not. Do you understand? Because the 
the weakness that comes is due to individuals what separating splitting divining going away from the truth not implementing the truth but in the due to individuals yeah, there are a number of reasons but from them due to, due to perhaps individuals having an agenda that is not based on truth but an agenda due to dunya due to money due to whatever power whatever the case is and this these things are the things that motivate them to move in these man in these ways and in these manners that are not compliant with the truth they're not compliant with the principles of down to salafia so therefore the fruits that result from it are fruits that are yeah any uh what did you say are fruits that match it it is motivated by that which is not from Salafia, so therefore its fruits are conducive and will produce fruits that are contrary than the fruits that are produced when Salafia is applied. Naam? So we have to be able to call a spade a spade and to say what you're doing, these things that have resulted in this, then it's not from Salafia. This is not from the Sunnah. This is not from the way of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. This is not that which coincides with the truth. But I want you to reflect because Being threatened with the fire, this is the, from one of the evil fruits of disunity. Having the Prophet ﷺ disassociate himself from you, this is a fruit of disunity. This is from the evil ramifications of disunity. These two things. Also from that, a third evil fruit repercussion and ramification of this unity Allah Ta'ala he says Allah wa Rasul obey Allah and obey the messenger and do not separate do not break do not dispute because if you were to dispute with one another if you were to separate and dispute arguments, this is extreme, unjustifiable argumentation and dispute and disputing, what will happen? Allah Ta'ala says, obey Allah and obey the messenger and do not dispute with one another, lest you lose your courage and your strength apart. So from the evil fruits is that we will lose our courage and our strength, it will depart. This is an evil fruit, an evil outcome, an evil ramification of disunity. This is evil that we lose our that, that we lose our courage and our strength departs. I want you to reflect. Really, I want everyone to really reflect on the condition, the situation of the communities in the West that claim to be upon the Sunnah. I want you to reflect on it. The communities in the West that are upon the Sunnah. Look at where we are currently today. What we have as far as those programs, those things needed, that infrastructure needed for a sustainable Islamic community that will that will strive, that will thrive in calling people to the Sunnah and in rearing generation upon generation upon the Sunnah. Think about what we have and what we do not have. Think about what we have achieved and what we are lacking. I want you to think about that. Now I want you to reflect because those who know, know. Those who are aware, are aware. Those who have seen it, have seen it. The turmoil 
the turmoil that has taken place, the disunifying factors that have crept in, that have led to turmoil, that have led to infighting, right? When you examine, of course, we already know those divisive factors that have come in, they are things that are contrary to the sunnah. They are because aspects of the sunnah are not applied. They are because people are not doing what they should do. This is due to ignorance. This is due to sin. It's due to transgression, so on and so forth. Now, but I still with this, I want you, because it happened, it already happened, all right. But I want you to reflect. How much damage has that done to our communities, the communities of the Sunnah in the West? How much damage has that done? How much of a hindrance has that been? How much have these things retarded our efforts and arrested our development? This is a result of disunity. This is a result of not applying the truth. This is a result of separation and of division. There, there's so much. So yeah, yeah, subhanAllah. There's so much that could be said. But out of fear of making this lecture longer than what it already is, and extremely longer than what it already is, we'll end with the solution, bi'idhnillahi ta'ala. After we have seen some of the evil ramifications of disunity, after we have heard the encouragement to be unified, and the fruits of unity, you can just look at the opposite of the evil fruits of disunity. So if an evil fruit of disunity is that a person threatened with the fire, then from the greatest fruits of unity is that what? Is that a person? For them will be the Jannah. They're safe from the fire. Allah Ta'ala is pleased that we are unified. The Prophet وسلم, he will not disassociate himself from us. We will not lose our strength. Our courage will not leave us. These are just some of the benefits of unity, and these are just some of the uh, some of the uh, uh, evils of disunity. Just some, just some. There are a lot more. These are just some. Prosperity when we are together, because we can do more collectively. A hindrance in success and prosperity when we are disunified, when we have disunity. So when a person reflects on what could be established with unity and what is hindered uh, due to disunity and what comes as a result of disunity, then is anyone amazed that Abdullah bin Mas'ud, he said, that's, that differing is evil. Differing is evil. When this differing comes up, how do we remedy it? What is the remedy, right? Because there are gonna be times we're not gonna see eye to eye. We're gonna, we're gonna yeah, see things differently, have a different outlook on things. What is the remedy? What is the remedy for all of this disunity? How do we fix it? 
How is it fixed? It's so easy. It's so easy far as the, uh, uh, the, 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 the protocols of fixing it. It's easy. It's clear. It's not hard to find. But implementing those protocols, that's only easy upon those whom Allah Ta'ala makes it easy upon. That's only easy upon those whom Allah Ta'ala, He puts mercy upon them. Allah Ta'ala, He says, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, ati'u allaha wa ati'u rasul, wa ulu amri minkum. Allah Ta'ala, He says, O you who believe, obey Allah and obey the Messenger, and those who are in authority over you. Then Allah Ta'ala, He tells us, فَإِنْتَنَزَعْتُمْ فِي الشَّيْءِ but if you differ in anything, then return it back to Allah and His Messenger. If you differ in anything, refer it back to Allah and refer it back to His Messenger. If you truly believe in Allah on the last day, this is all good. Indefinite. This is all good. It leads to good. Its outcome is good, the ramifications of it is good, and it establishes good. When we refer to our affairs back to Allah and His Messenger, and we apply the truth to that problem. We apply the truth to that problem. We put our issues aside and we apply the truth to that issue. No matter how much we may hate it, no matter how much we may, you know, uh, not like you know, not like this particular individual, so on and so forth. No, the truth is greater than all of us, and thus the statement, right? Uh, what you hate in coming together, is better than what you love in being separated, being divided. That inside of unity there is mercy, and inside of disunity there is punishment. Now. The meaning of this is true, right? It's chained, it has some problems, right? But there are shawahid and overall the meaning is true. We know that, that's clear. So be patient, be patient, show patience. Allah Ta'ala in the ayah where he tells us that if we separate, if we, if, if we dispute, we fall into disputes, we'll lose our strength and our courage, we'll lose our courage and our strength will depart. Allah Ta'ala, he ends that verse by saying, Wasbiru, be patient. It's going to require patience. Naam, it's always going to require, it's going to require patience. Inna Allah sabirin. Verily, Allah is with those who are patient. Getting back to the solution. We return everything back to Allah. Return everything back to his messenger. Meaning we bring it back to the Quran. We bring it back to the Sunnah. That is good. And this is the best, this is the most handsome of final of determinations. This is the solution. This is the solution. Implementing these texts and more that was are similar to them that we have heard today and those that are similar that we have not heard that point us to unity upon the truth and separation from falsehood. This is what will bring prosperity to the ummah. This is what will bring prosperity to the ummah. This is how we fix by implementing the text, by implementing the book in the Sunnah and, and the methodology of the Salaf. This is how we fix those deficiencies that we see within our communities. That is by coming together upon the truth. فَنَكْتَفِي بِهَذَا الْقَدَرِ وَصَلَى اللَّهِ عَلَى نَبِيِّنَا مُحَمَّدٍ
وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين وجزاكم الله خيرا